A picture tells a story. It's often been said that a picture can say a thousand words. And if we look close enough, we'll see God in it, and that picture will tell us more than we could have hoped for or imagined. It's a beautiful tapestry of the way that He works in our lives with kindness, goodness, faithfulness, redemption, and ultimately, His love for us. Grab your coffee, or in my case, sweet tea, and let's walk through this journey together. Welcome back to the Word Pictures with Meredith podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today, and I am super thrilled about the guests that we have here today. We have Dan with us on the podcast. Dan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Meredith. It's an honor to be here. Really cool. I am super excited to hear all about what it is that you have to share with us. So, Dan, for the listeners, go ahead and share share with us a little bit about um, what you do and who you are and what brings you um, to the podcast. Wow. Okay. Uh, Who is Dan? Um, My name is Dan Hudson. Uh, I'll kind of give you an abridged version of of what I talk, tell people mm-hmm. when I give a tour out here at our farm. But um, yeah. uh, basically, it's just telling my story to every person that comes through here. Uh, oh, so I am awesome. a, I'm a sixth-generation farm boy okay. uh, here at our family farm in Urbana, Illinois. Um, my third great-grandpa built this house behind me. Oh, and then wow. when he, he just completed it, he was called to go to the Civil War, fight for Lincoln, and then uh, come back and started farming, and, and this farm has been in our family ever since. Wow. Uh, so I'm honored to be part of that, yeah. that heritage and that history. Um, and so today, so I grew up here. I was born in you know the 80s, mid-80s. Um, farming wasn't the best back then, and when mm. it was time for me to make a decision, uh, Mom and Dad said, no, you really can't be a farmer. We don't have enough land, and farming just isn't what it used to be to, to support you, too. So yeah. I, I packed up and went to Chicago and played football. Oh, and, okay. Um, that was in 2001, and so uh, I, was in, I, was in, I was in Chicago from, uh, gosh, 01 to about 2016, for about t- 16 years. And in wow. that time, a lot happened. So okay. I, was, I was away from the family. Yeah. Um, uh, away from home, um, so got into a lot of trouble, got uh-huh. into some good things too, met my wife that time, had some kids in that time, bought our first house, uh, started a career up there. Okay. And then uh, through the things I learned in those careers, ultimately led me back to here in dealing oh, with people okay, uh, okay. and whatnot. So my, uh, my sister got married on this farm, on our family farm in 2013. Okay. And uh, so yeah, she got married, and uh, we weren't thinking of a wedding venue business. We weren't thinking of anything. We were just thinking about having her wedding and then going back to life. Right. Well, people told people told people. <laughs> About what we're why. yeah about <laughs> what we were doing out here for my sister and people just started driving that we didn't have our phone number out there anywhere right people just started f- 
pulling into the driveway, knocking on the door, and asking my mom and dad how much we charge for weddings, to do weddings out here. Oh and at goodness. first, they were like, we don't do weddings out here. Right. We, we don't do anything like that. Yeah. Um, eventually, they caught on quickly. Like, this keeps happening. What's yeah. going on? Yeah. So uh, eventually, my mom was just like, what would... What would you give us? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) How much money would you pay to get married out here? And they were like, oh, we'd give you X amount of dollars. And mom was like, great, let's have your wedding. Yeah. And that's where it started. And so uh, we did so many. And year by year, it kept building. And one day after, I think, the third or fourth year, I want to say the fourth year. Yeah. uh, We had, we were doing 28 weddings a year. Oh, my word. Yeah. That's uh, a lot. Unheard of to us at that time. And so uh, they... Mom calls me and we're just having a conversation one day and she was almost to the point of tears. She's like, I can't keep up oh, with the, yeah. with the, with the couples and what they need. And then I'm all, she's working full time yeah. at that time. And they also manage a farm. Oh my goodness. Uh, so she was pulling her hair out and I was like, uh, some things had changed with my job. Yeah. Uh, good and bad, but, um, sure. some things were changing with the atmosphere at my job, at my current job in Chicago. And I was like, well, would you consider hiring me? Full time, okay. and if it constitutes it, maybe we'll move home. And, yeah, and she's like, "Yeah, let me think about that." So, uh, a couple weeks went by, and she's like, "I think I can make this work." If you wanted to, if you and my wife Rachel, if you and Rachel yeah. want to sit down and think about this, we could do this. And I was like, yeah. "Awesome!" Yeah. So from that time, we were doing twenty-eight weddings a year. Mm-hmm. Since I got hired on full time to run the the wedding business we right. we we last uh, so pre covid we did 32 weddings wow. in a year which wow. was great yeah uh last year we did 51 oh my which goodness. was n- insane it was yeah. great it was the energy was awesome yeah. but i mean like we 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 have great people that work with us and for yeah. us and so it uh, it was awesome but we were we were tired at the end yeah. of the year yeah um and life just life just keeps going. It's, we're kind of post COVID now. I understand Mm -hmm. there's some, there's still people out there with certain fears and whatnot, but we're, we're essentially COVID's gone away. Uh, and we're kind of back to normal. We're doing 36 to 38 weddings a year now and, and looking forward to do some other really fun stuff out of here at the farm, not just weddings, but to add on to it. So I've tried to narrow down who is Dan, but, uh, yeah, (laughs) that's okay. Uh, So I'm married. Uh, my wife and I, I think she told me we've been married 15. No, (laughs) (laughs) next, next one will be 15 years. Yeah. We've been married 14 years. Congratulations. The next one will be 15. I'm finally going to take her on a honeymoon because I, I gypped her out of our honeymoon. Uh, and <laughs> that's uh, probably a story all on itself, uh, right? <laughs> yeah, it was not a good story <laughs> on okay, my part. Okay. <laughs> I, I had great intentions of you know building a business and making money, but it did not work out too good. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's one of those it's one of those stories that she has forgiven me. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's a good uh, faith story for her uh, for us. Yeah. Um, where was I going? And so you're a husband and you have kiddos. I'm a husband of husband with Rachel and we've got three awesome kids. Ellie, our oldest, is eight. Imogene, uh, our firecracker, is uh, just turned six. And Benjamin is about to... No, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Ellie just turned eight. 
Imogene is about to turn six. Benjamin is about to turn three. Oh. Yeah. And that's funny that you said your middle one was a firecracker. Yeah. Because I can relate. We have three, and our middle is a bit of a firecracker as well. I never know. <laughs> I do not know what that girl's thinking ever. I can figure out. I figured out my eldest. She's very much like me. Yeah. A people pleaser. Yeah. Life of the party. Mm-hmm. Showy. Yeah. Uh, ben, we're still trying to figure him out. He's just a grown little dude. Um, but yeah, Imogene, my middle man, she's funny. My wife and I have jokes like, she's going to be that daughter. We're just going to get a phone call from her one day. And she's like, Hey, I'm in Istanbul. You guys, you know, know, she, I just had this feeling that she, she's kind of at home wherever she is. Yeah. She doesn't have to be around a lot of people. She's good around people, but she really doesn't have to be part of the crowd. Yeah. Um, you know, and she's just got funny stories. So I love her. She's fantastic. That's awesome. I love them all. They're all great. I, I have, I, I, at any part of the day or whatever, they do something or I see something, I, I, I kind of have this, oh, you're my favorite. You're just my favorite. (laughs) But I follow it up with like, you're, you are just my favorite middle child. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You are my favorite eldest. You're my favorite son because I only have one son. Yeah. And. That's I don't know if they it. get it yet, but someday I hope they yeah, do. They're going to look back when they're like 20 and they're going to be like, oh, wait a minute, dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> totally. But then they're like, but daddy, who's your favorite? Yeah, exactly. Like, mommy. And then, yeah, good answer. Mommy's my Good favorite. answer. That's, that should be the answer yeah. for sure. <laughs> so clearly um, God has had his hand mm-hmm. in this entire journey that you just shared. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about your faith journey? Was that something that um, God was real to you as a young child, mm-hmm. or was that something that came to be more as an adult? I'd love to hear a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. So growing up here um, in Midwest, so we I grew up Lutheran, which uh, if you've ever he- heard me talk about it, Lutherans are kind of watered-down Catholics. <laughs> we, got, we got most of the rules, but, you know. Anyway, uh, so I grew up Lutheran. Uh, my parents took us to church. Uh, we were there practically every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Did uh, sometimes in between, but practically every Sunday. Uh, they were very good at that. And yes, I had a sense of God. Mm-hmm. Um, not to the degree I, I know of him today. Mm-hmm. I, I knew of God. Yeah. I couldn't necessarily say I knew God. Yeah, I knew and there's of a him, but a huge difference Yeah, there. there's a big, a big uh, difference. Yeah. And... Um, I grew up praying. I uh, I believed that he was there. I I I definitely experienced those serendipities in life that mm. just proved he was there. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, just like any 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 uh, red blooded American boy, I I was wayward at some time at points. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly, you know, just being an honorary. Yeah. Henri kid. Yeah. There was some times I got in some life. serious trouble, but, yeah. um, but, uh, and I, I might go into that. Uh, I like to lay, lay whatever would have pinned me to the cross. I like to lay mm. them bare to anybody who, who might mm. be listening, whether it's face to face or, or anybody. Cause yeah. uh, I, yeah. you know, he's, he's absolutely saved me anyway. Um, my history. So grew up Lutheran and when it was time to move away, I uh, went to Chicago. I stopped going to church. I don't. I never stepped foot in a church up there. But again, I I carried it with me. It was always oh, with me. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would. We would come home. I, I would come home. You know, we would do. I would do uh, Christmas and Easter. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and then the the turning point in my life, I got involved with uh, a business opportunity, and and you or and a lot of people listening might might know the name Amway. I have heard of them. Okay, yeah. uh-huh. uh, so I'm not going to recruit you. I'm not going to sell anything. <laughs> We're you know I'm not part of the business per se anymore. But um, it in my view, whether if you're listening to this or whoever. Mm-hmm. You might have your thoughts about a multi-level marketing company or Amway or any other mm-hmm. one company. Yeah. In my experience, it was a phenomenal business. It was yeah. a phenomenal experience. Yeah. Um, with anything, people run it, and yeah. people are all flawed. Anyway, so yeah. I had a great experience with that that company. Mm-hmm. Uh, good products, good customer service. Uh, the the people that I was the the team that I was a part of ultimately led me down a path to accept Jesus as my savior. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. It was, uh, I mean, oh gosh. So I was playing football at the time. I think Uh I was 21, 21, 22. I was playing football at college DuPage in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Um, big, I was, I was, I I was big. I was living the life. I, it was, I was, I was in steroids Mm-hmm. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, man. It yeah. was that was by the world standards. By the you world were standard. like top. Well, yeah. I don't know. It's a junior college. Yeah, but <laughs> but still though. Uh, like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It was fun. I was. Yeah. I mean, I loved where I, I was big. I loved being that guy, mm-hmm. uh, kind mm-hmm. of bodybuilding, and and mm-hmm. and, uh, and I was very vainglorious in that way, mm-hmm. and kind of somewhat still am. But you know, uh, we're all still overcoming certain things. Um, but yeah, I. I love that, and um, I was a big dude, and I was powerful, and um, mm. I commanded a lot of respect just kind of by being in a room. Yeah. Uh, that's just, yeah, know, I was a jock or whatever. Um, there was more to me than that, but that's kind of where I was. Um, yeah. So where was I? Um, Amway. Amway. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the life I was living. Uh, so a guy, I met a guy. He asked me if I was interested in making some extra money. I'm like, absolutely, yes. Yeah. I'm terrible with timelines, so I might have to keep jumping back. That's all right. So, That's okay. Um, when I met him, mm-hmm. I distinctly remember within a month of meeting him, prior to that, my mom calling me one day. Basically, I was still living on mom and dad's dollar mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. in Chicago, which is expensive compared to oh, living here. Oh, yeah. They're paying yeah. for school, gas, insurance, all that fun food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she called me one day. She's like, what are you doing? You are spending way too much money. I was like, oh, well, and that kind of affected me. I, I didn't like that. I mean, I love my parents and I love my mom. And the fact that I was kind of mm. affecting her this way, because she called me again crying. She's like, we can't do this. We can't afford what you're doing, whatever, you know, all this food and the gas. And I was driving long distance to see a girlfriend at the time up in Wisconsin. And so yeah. they were footing the bill for all that. She called me and she's just like really upset. And, uh, she's like, we can't do this, Dan. You, you, you've got to figure something out. Anyway, Mm. I remember getting off the phone and, and in those rare moments, I was like, it it, it impacted me. And I was like, I just got on my knees and I was like, Lord, uh, I don't like, I don't want to live like this. I don't want to live off mom and dad's dollar. Uh, I want to be my own man. I want to be a good man. Yeah. Yeah. God, can you help me? Um, Wow. And within a month of that conversation, I had met this gentleman who led ultimately led me to Christ, and I had met my wife. Oh, wow. Um, Rachel. Uh, she yeah. was also going to college at Page, and she was playing volleyball. And so that always gives me goosebumps, thinking of, thinking of that. Uh, the two yeah. biggest relationships in my life, Jesus and my wife, I had met 
or, yeah. or come to fruition within a month after having saying that prayer. After surrendering, yeah. ultimately. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's yeah. incredible. So, yeah, and I, I, I honestly, I had not yet surrendered, but mm-hmm. I was, I was, I was calling out. Yeah. yeah. I, I was, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. we're on the same page. Um, so yeah, I had prayed that prayer shortly met my wife, shortly met this gentleman. Um, he eventually got me to uh, one of their weekend conferences and that particular weekend conferences was one of the bigger ones of the year. Okay. Uh, or probably the biggest of the year. Uh, yeah. there's like 20,000 people in this auditorium, a lot of energy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, it was great. And we heard from business leaders and success stories and, and all this great stuff. Had mm-hmm. a blast. Mm-hmm. Sunday came around. Sunday was the last day. I'm exhausted. Yeah, because you're yeah. up early. All the energy. You're up everything. early. You are up super early. You get in line. You are there mm-hmm. all day. You're there super late. And then mm-hmm. after that, you go out to eat with the team. And yeah, I mean, it, yeah. you might get two, three hours of sleep. Uh, it's and it's like two or three days of that. So I was exhausted Sunday morning. And they're like, "Hey, uh, you want to go to? We're we're going to a church service. It's a it's an op, what is it? It's optional, mm-hmm. non denominational." Christian worship service. You can you can stay in the van, you can stay in the bus, or you can come in, or you can stay out in the hall, do whatever you want, or you can come in and hang out. You know, right? right. I was like, well, I, I grew up going to church. That's yeah, not a bad thing. Let's go on in. Yeah. So uh, I went in and I immediately passed out. <laughs> I oh, zonked out. I yeah. hit that seat and I was <laughs> I was in REM already. So, um, but I I woke up. I remember what like I think I slept through. I, I remember waking up. And getting glimpses of people on stage and kind of just falling back asleep again. Right. But at the very end, uh, I woke up to like this rustling going on in the auditorium. People mm. were moving around. I'm like, I was like, I'm yeah. dazed and confused. I'm like, what is going on? What's going on? What's going on? What did I wake up to? Yeah. Uh, and this gentleman sitting next to me, um, Hispanic, very broken English. He's like, I was like, what's going on? He's like, well, if you. If you want, you can go down and they will pray with you. Okay. I might have done a Middle Eastern accent. I'm not <laughs> sure. But he was Hispanic. Very cool gentleman. Um, and I was like, well, they'll they'll pray for me? I was like, again, I'm thinking, right. that's not a bad thing. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, again, I'm a big football player. I'm, um, I didn't know this happened until afterwards, but apparently when I got up, that mm-hmm. prompted a bunch of other people to get up. They're oh, like, if he's going down, yeah. I'm going down. Anyway, that's kind oh, of a, wow. a serendipity to the story. But yeah. um, so so I, I was like, well, sure, I guess, yeah, they'll pray for me. That's a good thing. So I'll go down there and get prayed for. Not, right. Yeah, great. So we go down there. I, I go down there. I didn't know anybody else was with me. I thought I was just going down there by myself. Right. And I was one of the first people down there. Mm-hmm. Um, when I, I could walk, I could walk right up to the stage and the guy kind of given the message was one of the bigger leaders there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, he kind of gave me a thumbs up cause I was, I was right up on stage. Right. And I remember when I got there, gave you know, just sat there by myself and the band that was there, it was a live band, a live Christian band that was on stage. They started playing Amazing Grace. Mm. And I've heard that song before, but great. Yeah. They're playing Amazing Grace. So yeah, um, I was fine until they said, 
save a wretch like me. I'm getting teary-eyed just mm. thinking about it right now. But when they, they, were, they went through that song and they said, save a wretch like me, yeah. that broke me. Mm. I remember all the, like, I think I w- I'll put it this way. The blinders came off yeah. at that moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I realized I was a wretch. Mm. That 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 lifestyle of sex, drugs, rock and roll, and football, and and yeah. Yeah. immediately came to the forefront. And I'm like, that's not good. That's mm. that stuff's not a yeah. good thing to be a part of. Um, yeah. Wow. And I broke. I was sobbing. Mm. I was. I had liquid yeah. coming out of every hole in my head. Mm. I was, yeah, oh, just yeah. a mess. And then uh, they they got through that song, and then he said, "Okay, I'm gonna pray with you guys now." And mm-hmm. he 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 basically did. Um, oh, what what is it called? Um, salvation prayer. Yeah, salvation prayer. Mm-hmm. Just admitting mm-hmm. you're a sinner and and accepting yeah. and wanting Jesus in your life and. Oh, oh my wow. God! The feeling I got was no, no, knowing what I know now. It was the Holy Spirit. And oh yeah! You can't argue with me otherwise. Yep, yep. And the feeling I had was incredible. I had, mm. I went in not thinking anything. I was ignorant. Immediately, I was, I was weighted down because I realized the things I was doing. I had yeah. this huge weight yeah. on my shoulder, and then when praying that prayer that weight was immense, like just immediately gone. I was like, oh my God, I could, I'm a big, strong football player. I can hardly stand upright now because I am so, uh, uh, well, well, broken, but then healed at that same moment. Mm. I was, I was on steroids. Uh, I had an ego. I felt, I felt like the steroids just left my body. Yeah. I immediately cold turkeyed so many things. Oh my goodness! Premarital sex, yeah. alcohol. Yeah, I wasn't into into too much too much drugs. Like I, you know, smoked marijuana. I never got into anything hard, like or ecstasy or cracker or, or cocaine or anything like that. Uh, but I was on steroids. I was injecting steroids. Uh, yeah. I immediately yeah. lost the taste for all of it. Oh wow! And uh, came home. I came out of that auditorium. Auditorium a new person. I was a completely oh different person. I freaked a lot of people out. <laughs> it, that, was, it led to, wow, it led wow. to the greatest thing happening in my life led to a lot of challenges right away. <laughs> exactly. Well, because the enemy <laughs> yep. does not want you to Absolutely. walk forward in what you just experienced. Oh, and he tried so hard to, to get me to come back, uh, yeah. through my girlfriend who is now my wife, um, yeah. through my parents, through uh, guys I played football with who, who I thought, you know, were my bros and my guys, and I thought they were, you know, we're going to be lifelong friends. And mm. uh, he tried really hard, and, uh, but I'm thankful that uh, uh, I'm not, that, that I was just able to hang on. Yeah. To the truth. Yeah, absolutely. That I am so thankful that I was, I knew enough to just hang on. Yeah, yeah. And, and he led me through a lot of it, so. yeah. So what did that look like for you after that experience that literally changed your life mm-hmm. and put you on a completely new trajectory? Mm-hmm. 
what did that look like in a practical sense for you? Because you're still a college student. Mm -hmm. You're still walking into the same kinds of places as much as, you know, you have to. Mm -hmm. Uh, So how did you continue to pursue God, even though all of the the other things were trying to come at you? How did you manage that? Um, a lot of things, a lot of big things changed immediately. Like I said, uh, I was able to put away steroids and alcohol and any drugs and premarital sex. Uh, it was, that really wasn't difficult. And, and I got a lot of eye rolling for that uh, mm. my my roommate like we we drove to mexico to buy steroids because you can't it's illegal to buy or mm-hmm. at least it was then mm-hmm. so we drove we him and i drove down to mexico to buy these steroids and smuggle them back across the border and um so he, he was my roommate so he we had that experience together and to come yeah. back from this weekend and been like you know i'm done with the steroids man and uh you know basically you can have my stash i just have it yeah i probably gave him if I was to retail it, I pro- at that time, I, w- I, I could have sold everything I had for about $800, which wow. is a lot of money for a broke college yeah, student yeah, back then. Exactly. Um, yeah. So he was like, he was blown away. Um, but he, he was kind of not freaked out, but nothing really freaked the kid, freaked this guy out. But he was just yeah. like, yeah, whatever, man, you're, you're, yeah. you're weird now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks for your stuff. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so there was, uh, yeah, and there was that. My mom actually found my needles mm. uh, that I used to inject in my in my truck. I I brought my truck home, and it was they were in my truck, and she found them, and uh, mm. I I had to come come clean with her because she suspected some things, and she was asking me before. I was like, no, I'm not on anything, you know. Right. Right. Um, yeah. because I was a beast compared to where I was when I left home. Right. And mm-hmm. so she, she's like, anyway, curious. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm not doing anything. I'm good. You know, we're, but she found that and she called me again crying. And I'm like, yes, mom, uh, I'm yeah. sorry. I did yeah. lie to you. Actually, I'm no longer using anymore. So you can actually throw those away. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that in a sense, I mean, Obviously, that's humbling, and it's yeah. not a proud moment for you. But there must have been freedom in that, just releasing yeah. that you know dark place and just being able to cover truth with it. Yeah, you know. What's the the quote I heard? If it, oh, it's escaping me. I'm sorry. If you if you never lie, you never have to lie. It's that simple, or something. Mm. Like that. Basically, if, mm-hmm. you, if you're if you're if you're truthful with everyone, you never have to lie, or yeah. you, you can just yeah. be honest. We're, yeah. uh, but I got to that point finally. I didn't have to hide anything or lie about it anymore, and I didn't mm. have to feel ashamed for the life that I did lead prior. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, she found that stuff and she called me out and she was disappointed. And I was like, "You're right, mom. I'm, mm. I'm sorry. I, I, I was using. It's not right. It's not healthy. Yeah. Um." but I'm not doing it anymore and you can believe me or not, but yeah. uh, And, and so around that same time, my mom was the first person I called after I was saved, which was a cool idea at the time, but Oh my God, she, uh, I, I meet like coming out of the, that day coming out of that service. I, again, I'm still emotional mess. And I was like, mom, or I called her and I'm like, 
mom, I found Jesus. And she, she, the first word she said, oh my God, you're part of a cult. I'm like, well, not really because like a cult leads you away from God and and makes you follow a man and drink the Kool-Aid. These people like were trying to get me to Christ and and lead a Christ driven life. And they're they're really not trying to do anything other than that. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, So I was not prepared for that. Yeah. I'm a brand new baby Christian and yeah. you're in a cult. Get home now. Uh, I'm like, well, I'm a, it's, it's not that bad. I mean, I'm okay. No, nobody's right. trying to do anything to me and I'm not trying to do anything to anybody else. Right. It's just Jesus. Yeah. And uh, so I finally got home and explained myself and explained my experience. And mom kind of got it. Yeah. Mom was okay with it. My dad really um, didn't quite understand. And, and, and God bless him mm. just because he wasn't he never heard of that sort of thing right a conversion experience right. uh, a salvation prayer right. he grew up the same way i'd grown up at that point just yeah you go to church on sunday and you work hard all week and yeah get your sins forgiven and the next sunday um there's really nothing about a relationship mm. so anyway uh they yeah, dad took a little bit more convincing yeah. um but he 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 eventually came around and realized like just watching me and uh, watching my behavior and different decisions I was making mm. um, compared to what I was and, and not leading that rock and roll sort of lifestyle anymore and partying like I used to. And he finally came around and said, well, I'm really proud of you uh, for yeah. for the man you are becoming. You're, you're nothing like, you're still kind of that funny little happy jovial guy yeah. that I know that of my son that I know of, but you're, you're, you're making good decisions. Mm. And that, that was pretty yeah. cool. Um, that's huge. Yeah. To it, have it, that from yeah. your dad. Thank you. It was, it was a hard road to toe at first and it didn't happen right away and yeah. it took some work. Uh, but, yeah. but eventually they, they did come around and then there's my girlfriend at the time I came mm. home from this salvation experience and, uh, all of a sudden I'm reading the Bible every day and, uh, we 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 yeah. cut off any premarital mm-hmm. relations we were having, and mm-hmm. um, I'm talking differently. And mm-hmm. I came clean with her about my steroid usage, and um, and that I'm not doing it anymore. And that I'm going going that I'm going to build this business with this team, and that I'm meeting these people at night and and reading yeah. the Bible and talking about Bible stories and and yeah. and we're kind of helping each other out you know uh, faith wise and get, getting each other through hard times and mm-hmm. she didn't get that right away mm-hmm. and that probably took like a year for whatever reason she stayed with me I have oh. no idea other than it was God and he was doing his work yeah. uh, because I eventually yeah. was able to lead her to oh. a life with Christ and yeah. uh, that that's uh that's incredible it was incredible um god is so good god is good all the time and again i go back to the one thing i did right because i did many many things wrong Mm, even in my faith walk uh but we all do though yeah we all do i mean that's the thing that's our nature yeah and and he's so kind and he's so merciful and mm-hmm. loving that he he's there mm-hmm. even he is there facing us 
and willing to take us even when we are not facing him and mm-hmm. when our back is turned. So Absolutely. He, he never leaves. It's so. incredible. Um, it's incredible. So the one, again, I go back to the one thing I did right was just hang on. Mm-hmm. I just kept, yeah. I never let go of the truth of yeah. who he is and who I am now and what what it's done for me both in the both in this physical realm but in the spiritual realm I understood that wow I'm actually I know that I know that I know yeah. that I'm going to heaven now absolutely and absolutely. I'm not going to do the do the opposite of of burning in a lake of fire for the rest of my life so mm. I all I did was hang on to that thought yeah um that yeah. I know that I'm going to heaven now there's nothing anybody can do to convince me otherwise right and whether it was my parents or my football buddies or my job people at work or or my girlfriend which was probably uh the most profound relationship in my life at that time oh of course um yeah so yeah, she she for whatever reason just saw something in me, and I think if Rachel were here, I think I've heard her tell her side of the stories. She she basically saw me, and she's just like, I'll just kind of stick around and Aww. and yeah, see see if this is real. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. he if if Dan is for real, yeah. maybe see if this Jesus is for real, right? Because right. she's got her own faith walk, and I'm I kind of merged in there, and and. Yeah. But, uh, well, because the thing is, if you're like, if anyone is faking anything, yeah, it's going to give at some point. You're right. Maybe she was thinking, you know what I mean? I want to see if he's faking. So it. it's like, obviously Jesus is real and mm-hmm. this faith journey that you're on is real. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, she probably was just like, eh, yeah, let's, let's just, let's make sure this dude's. Yeah. You know, she wanted to see if what I had experienced mm-hmm. was real. If I was real, if Jesus was real, if that experience was yeah. legit. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to remember kind of our relationship afterwards. We were still tight and we loved each other. And, but again, you know, premarital stuff had went away again. We sinned. Mm-hmm. that happened every once in a while, even after my conversion story, right. it happened, but far, far, far less. Um, anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, and she eventually stuck around, and I was able to get her to come to a weekend conference. Yeah, uh, with yeah. with the Amway business and with the the team I was a part of, and uh, she saw, finally saw mm-hmm. at what I saw. Yeah, because I couldn't. I I, I did my best to try to explain it. Right, right. Uh, but. That's a work of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, it was. We as humans are not capable yeah. of, we, we don't have control yeah. as much as we think we do. Yeah. So that work has to be the Holy Spirit. I remember telling her about my experience mm-hmm. over and over and, mm-hmm. and the resulting response that I would get from her was, I, I just don't get it. Yeah. I just don't get it. And I finally said to her, I stopped trying. I finally said to her, I was like, Rachel, I don't, I, unless you've seen what I've seen. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. not gonna get it. Yeah, you're just gonna have to go yeah. and experience it. At, you know, because I I didn't know that they do that sort of thing at churches. Mm-hmm. I thought <laughs> the only the only way you could have a good uh, conversion experience is by going to this business uh, oh, <laughs> weekend. Uh, yeah. okay. And I was like, you just gotta okay. go and right, and right. experience what I've experienced, because and then you'll see. Yeah. And whether you or not you do what I've done or make the choices I did. You'll at least understand what yeah. I went through. Right. And, right. and and not I totally get it. Not everybody converts the way I do. I'm 
a very uh, animated, boisterous personality, um, 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 emotional, highly emotional, very high highs, very low lows, very quickly uh, <laughs> sort of person. Uh, so uh, she understood me a little bit on, on that, like mm-hmm. how my personality works. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when she decided that to go down and accept Jesus for herself, she didn't have the same experience I did. I, right. I don't even... Maybe she cried, but I don't think she, I, I really don't think she did, but she got it. Yeah. 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 And, um, which I think is, yeah. honestly, it's beautiful because her experience isn't going to be Mm-mm. what your experience was because she's not you in the fact that God creates each of us yeah. so uniquely and he knows us so intimately that what, he, what the Holy Spirit needed to do for you mm-hmm she needed a completely different experience because of who she's crafted to be. Yeah. So that's what's so beautiful about it is that he knows us each intimately yeah. that way. And I, one of the mistakes, I made a huge mistake. So the, they, the guy on stage gave his message and, and gave the invitation to come down. I looked at my wife, and this is the biggest mistake. Guys, don't ever do this to your significant <laughs> others if you're listening to this. I looked at her, and I was like, you got a decision to make. Oh no. <laughs> Essentially like you're either going down there and getting saved or we're done. Sort, oh of, my God. <laughs> sort I, of thing. I thought you were just going to say you gave her the chicken wing. No, you know, but there's no. <laughs> nothing, there's nothing chicken wing about me. It, like it's either you are all in with me or you are all out. And so, uh, I, That's I looked funny. at her and she gave me this look of like astonishment. Like what? Really? Yeah. And, and nothing happened. She sat there. I got, I got, she sat there for a bit. I got fuming mad because I thought this was over. I just, I just stewed oh. in my seat. And eventually she just kind of looked at me and or like whispered. She's like, will you, will you come, will you come down there with me? Oh. And I'm like, really cool. Yeah. So at, at first I thought she was only going down because I was fuming mad and she's really not going to get it. Right. Uh, right. But you know, a week or two went by afterwards and, and she was like, kind of like I was in her own peaceful sort of way. Just, Right. pursuing the word, getting into the Bible, kind of wanting to hang out with those people that I was hanging out with now. Yeah. So I was like, yes, she got it. Yeah, all Aww, right, praise God. That's so, uh, cool. so you know, even in the midst of, of God doing his perfect work with these these rubes that <laughs> mess everything up, <laughs> he can still get to us, and, and I'm a definite example uh, and a definite product of that. So Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. So that's just, how long was that time frame? Where you had gone down and accepted Christ to when your girlfriend did. What kind of a time um, frame do you remember? Yeah, so every three months we had these larger, these large uh, uh, conferences. So mm-hmm. I, God, I can't remember if she came to the very next one or the, or the one after that. So it was within three to six months. I'm just going to okay. go ahead and say, Rachel will probably remember, but uh, again, I'm not good with timelines. Yeah. But yeah. I, I just remember the, the main story. Um, no, that's really I want to cool. say it was the, the following. So it was within three months. Yeah. Yeah. She came to the next one, not even wanting to build a business, not even wanting to get saved, but just kind of wanting to see yeah. what I saw yep. to yep. understand me a little bit more. Yeah. And then from there to kind of make her own decision yeah and and, you know she decided to stay with me stay with jesus and and build this business with me yeah at the time that's so yeah it was awesome so how uh like what kind of time frame after that in your relationship 
how long after were you married? Oh, we dated for five years. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So that was, uh, I think, uh, I can't remember how long we'd been seeing each other prior. I think we had been seeing each other for for six to less than a year, uh, six or nine months, mm-hmm, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I went and had my conversion experience. And then three months after that, she had her conversion experience. Um, and then we dated for another three and a half years, four yeah. years, maybe. Yeah. And then we got married. That's awesome. Uh-huh. That's yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So this was still in Chicago area. Yep. When all of this uh, yep. took place. So when did you come down from Chicago to help run the farm? Yeah. Or the um, event venue? Yeah. So, geez, uh, 20, I'd have to look at my phone. Oh, no, that's okay. <coughs> no <me>. worries. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, when did I come? I think we moved home. And by the way, I'm no longer recruiting with or selling with the Amway business. Uh, it was a great, I think I was part, I was with them for, uh, about 13 years, um, mm-hmm. and great relationships, but honestly, uh, we weren't, we weren't growing or making any like significant money. So yeah. we still have yeah. friends yeah. building that business and they're doing great. But, uh, we just, des- I decided to put my talents somewhere where I, where I could, where I figured yeah. I could grow, yeah. uh, financially. And that's really awesome though, because uh. that was a, that was a stepping stone in your life. It was a hard one, you know, and that was one of those things where, God used that time in your life, and yeah. ultimately that's where you came to know Him. Yep. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely think that there's all of those stepping stones yep. throughout life. For the longest time, I thought that was going to be my ministry, B- mm-hmm. building this business mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and get it, and leading people to Christ through that. I thought that that was going to be my ministry, and, and I thought that was going to be the rest of my life. And it was a very hard season in my life, thinking that, this isn't going to be what I th- thought it was going to be. Yeah. And yeah. My, <laughs> kind of a, mid, a early midlife crisis. <laughs> I didn't go out and buy anything crazy, but I'm like, you know, I was, I found myself being a little depressed, like, uh, wow, this really isn't mm. turn out like I thought it was. But anyway, God was still teaching me things that, you know, there's a season for everything. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so my season there was coming to an end. Like I said, I still communicate and I've got, great lasting relationships with those, with a lot of those people, but yeah, I'm just not building the business like that. And yeah. Oh my God, so many lessons in, in, in business and fortitude and dealing with people are still with me. And see, that's the beauty. I was just oh, thinking that yeah. like, look what he did in that time that you spent with Amway mm-hmm. and look where he has you now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. You couldn't, it's like you, you think about it and you really couldn't be where you are now if it weren't for those experiences Absolutely. that you had. Absolutely. And if you were to look at my life on paper, you would look at me, you would look at this piece of paper and then look at me in astonishment. Mm. Um, I do not have a resume that you would think success, successful people would have. I, I barely got out of, they kicked me out of high school. <laughs> okay. I, I did okay. I think I was a a BC sort of student. Right, right. Uh, again, I was a jock. That's kind of what I lived for. Um, they, there, it came down to one class. They kind of just like, okay, what? Here's a, here's the grade. You're finally out. Okay, <laughs> cool. And college was really no better. School just wasn't my thing. I yeah. just studying yeah. and uh, the school thing just it, yeah. it never 
I never understood it. Anyway, so right, that's right. that's uh, what the one I don't have many regrets, but one regret I do have is not joining the military after high school because oh, okay, I, there's it's basically a job or you know it's what I thought of at the time. Right, right. Um, I've I always got I always got talked out of it, but anyway, mm. I, I I I digress. Um, yeah, if you were to look at my life now. And mm-hmm. look at my resume. If I was to write it out, you'd be like, you'd be like, "There's no way mm-hmm. you're successful," quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the only thing I would say back to you is it's it it really wasn't up to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I did very little work, mm-hmm. and the man upstairs has plowed mountains out of my way. Yeah. To be where I am today. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. I wish I could take credit, but I just can't. That, well, I think that's a, the best place to be, honestly. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think I think the moment that we start taking the credit is when we are like <clears throat> at the cliff, ready to fall off. Yep. <laughs> there, your, your pride has caught you, yep. and you're mm-hmm. about to fall. And I try to stay as far away from that cliff as I. I get close sometimes. Well, we I all mean, do. When, when you, we whether, all do. you know, uh, uh, whether if you're successful in business or or you know. I own a venue, so a lot of people come here. A lot of people hear my story, and and, mm-hmm. and I'll get into some things we're doing more with the farm. Yeah, uh, that kind of paint you as a little bit of a celebrity, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I, I've gotten big head about that before. I still do uh, almost daily, and I've I've got to pray that yeah. you know that that, yeah. that stays in its place. But um, uh, yeah, God yeah. kind of he never jerks my chain or jerks my you know. You know, never hurts me or harms me to get me back on the right track. But he lovingly puts me back yeah, on the right track, yeah. keeping me around certain people. Uh, mm-hmm. My wife being one of them, so she prays for me all the time. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. I've gotten near that cliff of pride, ego, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. A, a big head about things. Uh, but you know, I've gotten away from it. I, yeah. I always seem to come back. Yeah, yeah. He's kind. Yeah. You know, he's. He's not the kind of father that's cracking a whip at you. Mm-hmm. He is gently bringing you back to the place that, that yep. we need to be. So, yep. yeah. And, and in the end, I telling my story mm-hmm. uh, about about our farm, I mm-hmm. don't want it to be about me. I, I, I mm-hmm. do want to build our name. Yeah. I, I would like yeah. for our name to expand in the community, not just because we're popular and we're doing certain things, but also to give back to the community and, yeah. and to be a part of the community. We're neighbors, Absolutely. and I, I, I want to be there for you, whether yeah. it's you, Meredith, and Scott, or or doing good things for our community. Absolutely. Uh, it, I, I Absolutely. mean, I can talk about so many stories, but um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just That's trying awesome. to do that. So one thing that I love to listen, or listen to with my guests is um, how they communicate or how God communicates with them. I firmly believe he speaks to us daily. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of if we're listening or not. And he communicates different to each person because we are so uniquely made. Mm -hmm. When God speaks to you, what does that look like in your life? Mm. If I could, uh, I just had a thought that I want to go back to for just a moment and then I I want to go to your question. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, that my my conversion experience in that auditorium, mm-hmm. I was one of the first people to stage. Uh, I forgot to leave. I, I left this out. Is yeah, is yeah. when it was all done and I turned around. There was like three thousand people <gasps> behind me. Oh my goodness! That which again was impacting. There was twenty thousand people in that wow. auditorium, and and 
a wow. quarter of them were down on the floor wow. praying and, and accepting Jesus. And so that was, that was just an incredibly oh impactful. Goodness. So I apologize. Wow. Oh no, are you kidding? <laughs> that is a huge piece of information. Yeah. Yeah. There was uh that was definitely impacting. And then I turned around and the guy who, who my, my, uh, my sponsor in the business. He was right. behind me. He mm. had his hands on my shoulder and praying for him. And I didn't oh, know that until yeah. I turned around. Uh, yeah. And I can remember uh, him that, again, this is just the Holy Spirit thing. As I was feeling broken and weighed down, hands came on my shoulder. Mm. And at that moment, that's when I had that, that, that rush of the Holy Spirit in me. Mm. And I, that, that, those vices seemed to go away. When those hands came on me, I immediately felt like they were on me, but it felt like these hands were lifting me. Oh, they weren't gripping me, but yeah. they're sh- they're, they were, you know, yeah. you ever just lay your hand on somebody's shoulder? It was yeah. like that, but these hands were, instead of a, a mm. weight on me, they were they were pulling me up yeah. and lifting me upward. Um, wow. And it, that was, my experience is not like a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, my, my experience was very powerful, Holy yeah. Spirit, and I'm not downplaying anybody else's experience. Um, I, you know, but... Mine was definitely dramatic, yeah. very dramatic. Yeah. Um, a lot of things happened very, very, in a matter of seconds. Yeah, so. but I think that kind of goes back to just the way that you described yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. You know, honestly, like that's how God God knew uh-huh. that that was the impact that needed to be made because it was Dan. Yeah. And so, like, your story and your uh, conversion is not going to look like anyone else's nope. because it shouldn't. It should be Dan. Absolutely, my so wife was the different. Thing. My wife was different. Everybody, if I've ever had the opportunity to lead somebody down that road, their their experience was different. A friend of mine, mm-hmm. Erica, who just uh, who uh, she was, we we were a part of a a rooted. It's called Rooted uh, Small Group. Yep. You know, were, mm-hmm. did yeah, you guys I, do? I did. I I took the Rooted class. Yeah, you took the Rooted mm-hmm. class. Mm-hmm. Um, she was she was borderline. She was on the edge. She grew up with a little bit of religion. Her her husband was a quite uh, not staunch, but very firm in his in his faith. But mm-hmm. Erica wasn't quite there yet, and so mm-hmm. she she wa- she got into this class just uh, wanting to know a little more, or maybe maybe just get tied into some people mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. know some people at church. Mm-hmm. Well, her conversion was it seemed like it was very slow. Yeah. And no, nothing against it. Uh, yeah. I, I was there to witness it. It was great. And it was awesome. And, uh, yeah. it was, it was week by week. There was just yep. a little bit more just there little. and, mm-hmm. uh, and God bless her and God bless her family. They, um, their family is forever changed because of that. Yeah. Um, and then, and then she was like, I want to get baptized, but I don't want to do it in front of every, everybody. And I'm like, oh. Erica, it's kind of <laughs> what the baptism's all about is to kind of show everybody that here's who you are now. Yeah. And uh, yeah. she's like, oh, well, you, since you put it that way. Yeah. Okay. Aww. So, But we were all there for her. All of our class, a lot of our people in the class, some people just couldn't make it work to be there at that time. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, That's so cool. We were all there. And that was a wonderful thing. So, yes, everybody's conversion experience, depending on personality and circumstances, yeah. yep. are completely different. Yeah. And But it doesn't matter because... 
the end result is still yeah. impactful. Everyone that says yes to Jesus, there is a party in heaven. Yes. The angels are going buck wild in yeah. a good way, yeah. saying, "Yeah, we got one more," and and, yeah. and God is good. So anyway, I yeah. apologize. I had oh, to get. No, I had to go kidding? back to that. No, I love uh, it because I, love it. Uh, I still get goosebumps thinking about it today. And yeah. anyway, every every part of the story kind of makes a or it matters. Yeah. So anyway, back to your other question, which I can't remember That's okay. what it was. D- how God speaks to you individually, oh. and what does that look like when he does? Quietly. Yeah. Again, really? I, uh, yeah. Okay. Again, I am very uh, life of the party, boisterous, loud, yeah. animated, yeah. woo sort of person. Yeah. When, he, when I'm really ready to learn a lesson, mm-hmm. it's like this. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I've, with me... And, and I don't know if anybody else can relate, but if, if things are loud and in my face and, mm. and uh, you know, billboards here and commercials and, and you know, sort of a, in, in your yeah. life and, and um, it's probably not the, not the route I should be going. Yeah. If you can, ca- if you can catch what I'm yep. putting down, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. if it's loud and obnoxious and, and the, mm-hmm. it's, it's yelling out to the world and, and, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know. It's not. It's not coming from God, yeah. but what what I found out is, uh, for with me, because God has a sense of humor. <laughs> when He wants to teach me something, it's like this. Mm. Dan, yeah, pay attention. Yeah, yeah. And um, so yeah, when I'm mm-hmm. quietly by myself. Reading the word, yeah. Quietly by myself, praying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I work. I uh, there's many days where I work alone. There's nobody around me uh, out on the farm, um, yeah. and I'm by myself in my own thoughts, not mm-hmm. talking. Mm-hmm. I'm listening mm-hmm. to quite a few things, but uh, those are the moments where I can he- feel, hear him, mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. or feel his his hand on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, there's times where I could, where I swear to God, I've heard His voice, a, an oh, audible yeah. voice. Yep. Uh, and it's kind of scary, even though for me it's, damn. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It gives a shiver, but um. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, he has a for me, he has a very quiet. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a very strong voice. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Um, but. Yeah. So you were talking about things that are coming up at the farm. Mm. Do you want to share just a little bit? I'd be happy to. Of that, it's 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 exciting just yeah. to, to think of it growing and just what God's doing here. So it started off with, uh, you know, we're farmers, but you know, at the at the at the root and the foundation of it all, we're farmers. We, my dad, still farms this land, and someday okay. he is teaching me enough to 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 farm it, even though I am not fired up about being a farmer. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but I, I am when I get to what I'm going to tell you, yeah. uh, because it kind of comes full circle. So yeah, we're farmers foundationally. I'm still that country boy at heart. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I love this. I love the lifestyle out here. I love the values and the principles these, these people around us stand for and work for. Mm. Um, so that's who we are. And then along 2013, this, this wedding business kind of popped up in our lives and uh it it it, we hit we hit it at the right moment or or it hit us at the right moment right 
Uh, oh man, I just remembered another prayer, but maybe I'll come back to it. Anyway, um, it, this wedding business came upon us at the mm-hmm. right moment. That's when I didn't think country weddings were yeah. a thing. Yeah. Honestly, when my sister said, hey, we're getting married and we want to do it in the barn, I looked at her and I was like, why? Why would you want, yeah. What's the, uh-huh. oh, Dan, it'll be, it'll be really cool. It uh-huh. turned out to be one of the coolest, ex- to this day, even with all the weddings we've done and that I've been to, that was probably the coolest wedding I've ever yeah. been to is my sister's wedding. Yeah. It was very cool. Um, but anyway, yeah, this business kind of happened to fall upon us and, and mom and dad, uh, were, were open enough to, to grab a hold of it. Mm -hmm. And I was right there with them. I came Mm -hmm. home every weekend working, Mm -hmm. working, uh, the weddings and Mm -hmm. tearing up and setting down or, uh, I just said that backwards. Setting up, tearing down. Setting it up, tearing it down. <laughs> Which is a lot of work, by the way. Because I have worked in the event business before, so I understand. It's incredible. It's a lot of work. I don't do a lot of work during the week, but I do a 40-hour work week within about two or three days yes. every Ooh. week. Then so, you have the next five days to recover. Yeah. Somewhat, you know. Yeah, <laughs> Somewhat. yeah. I need at least two days now. Now that I'm getting a little older, I need at least two days to kind of get get back to a normal human being. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah. Okay. Wedding business. Uh, we've been doing that for the last, uh, God, what is it? Eight years now. Uh, had the fortunate, uh, the, the blessing to have people come up, come work with us. And mm. I've gotten to meet people through events that we've done. Yeah. Well, one of my, uh, one of the great blessings in our life is our bartender, Randy Boland. And okay. uh, his wife Sherry, they both bartend for us. A husband and wife team, they That's bartenders so out here. Cool. And they're probably, and I know they're in their sixties. I'm not going to call them out, but they're in their sixties. That's and awesome. they have a blast bartender. And we know Randy because he is our commodities broker for our farm. Okay, he sells our grain, okay. and that's how we've known okay. Randy for a long time. And yeah. then was this wedding thing was coming about. We were, we were having a farm grain conversation with him one day, mm-hmm. and he's like, hey, this wedding thing's kind of going for you. What, what? And Mom was like, yeah, we just, we just need help. And Randy's like, well, I managed a bar in college. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you know, can I, if you need any help, let me know. And, right, right. And he's been with us, him and Sherry have been with us uh, for six years now. So awesome. Uh, and the fact that they're and a husband and wife team, they like are, how cool is that? They are adorable. Yeah. I love them. They are part of our family. Yeah. They have been yeah. with us um, through so much from, if you could see where we started, how mm. raw and rough and mm. all the work we had to do to yeah. serve a beer or wine at, at right. our weddings. Right. Um, and to compare to how automated the process is yeah. now. and uh, Yeah, but that's the beauty oh. in that you have to start out yeah. and not know what you're doing. Because if you don't yep. have that experience of the early days, then you're not going to be the polished venue that you are today. Yep. Nope. Yeah. And thank you for calling us polished. That's a, that well, is a... I mean, I, I, I follow your social media, so well, thank I you. admire what you do. Thank you. Thank you. And I'll give some kudos to dad on that. Uh, the farm boy is our, is our, our really? Facebook extraordinaire. No yeah. He does way. a majority. He does 99% of the Facebooking That's of all of our posts. Awesome. Uh, so he, he gets the credit there. I do a few, um, but he he does a lot of that and then my wife does a little bit more with the instagram okay. a little more polished on that side uh, yeah. cuz she has a, a marketing experience with that uh-huh. but, 
Uh, so anyway, cool. I'm yeah. sorry. Um, this is my life, by the way. Just a bunch of rabbit holes. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's part of me. That's okay. So. Uh, so, so plans the, for the what's coming up with the. So we're, we the farm. we're quote unquote rocking it in the wedding world, doing yeah. very good. Yeah. Making money, making people happy. Uh, building a name for ourselves in a commu- in the community. Anyway, four actually no, it's so yeah, it was about four years ago now, mm-hmm. maybe four and a half, almost five. I'm I'm standing with Randy, our mm-hmm. bartender, mm-hmm. out at our at our bar in the back of our of our shed. Yeah, and he's telling me this story about his sister, uh, and about how she, her and her husband, uh, worked for an investor, and they, her and her husband built. And ran for the first five years a distillery up in Wisconsin. Okay. And tell me the story. I'm like, wow, that is really cool. And 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 just telling me the story. And then he said, I'll never forget this. Wouldn't it be cool? And he kind of did a, a, a side thing. Like he, yeah. he's telling me about his sister and and they built this thing and, and ran it. And I'm like, wow, that's really neat. And then he said. Wow, wouldn't it be cool if we had Hudson Farm vodka sitting on the back shelf here? No way. And I remember a bomb went off in my head. I'm like, <laughs> wow, what does that mean? Yeah, it would be cool to have Hudson Farm vodka back there. At the time I liked I liked vodka more yeah. than any other drink. And I, you know, uh so anyway, yeah I, yeah, I like those sort of drinks. And he was like, wouldn't it be cool if we had Hudson Farm vodka back here? I'm like, what are you talking about? How does that work? How do you do that? Right, right. Uh, uh, at first, I was like, yeah, do you, just, do you just hire somebody to make vodka and slap your name on it? Well, that's not really a cool story. Right. You know, that, yeah, I, I don't want to tell that story. Yeah. And I'm like, what does this mean? So over a period of a few days... Mm-hmm. My life changed again. Like he, I was like, wow, we have a farm. Yeah. What if we grew our own grain? Yeah. And processed it and made our own whiskey. Oh my goodness. Right here. Yeah. And okay. So the distilling industry is also a world of rabbit holes. You could be, you could be surface level, basically like this. Uh, you ever heard of the Easy Bake Oven? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They there is such a. It's not. It's not called this, but it's basically an Easy Bake still. It is a. Mm. It is an electric mm-hmm. thing. You plug in. You put it on the counter, and it's. It's so 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 simple. Right. Very very simple to do. Right. Anybody could do it. Yeah. All the way to, operating a distillery. Right. There's so many levels. Right. I just started to go down those levels. Okay. I just. I started to get into it. How do you distill and, and what does it take and what do you need and the materials and the supplies and all the equipment. And I started um, reaching out to distillers and distilleries, Mm -hmm. listening to podcasts, watching YouTube videos and find, I was immersed for the last four years of just, that's how I learned. Yeah. I got a, a college degree <laughs> in in the distilling world, but I don't have a piece of paper to show anything for. It's just right. that that eagerness to learn yeah. about. Yeah, it. that passion. Yeah, definitely. Um, so for the last four or five years, that's what I've been doing uh, in my spare time: learning as much as I can about this, me- going to distilleries and meeting these people and working alongside them, oh, uh, yeah. and asking questions as much as they would give me. And what I found are these people are the coolest. 
most open people, yeah, for the most part, right. Everyone I met was an open book. That's they awesome. held nothing back. They 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 wanted me to know what they knew yeah, about yeah. this because of because of where it's at mm. as an industry, craft mm-hmm. craft mm-hmm. distilling, and where these people want it to be. They want more good people yeah. working in the industry, so yeah. they're willing to share of their of their knowledge. And that's what I found. Like these people were just open their life and open their, their, their business and their work to me yeah. and, and just pour into me. Um, there was a couple that were just like, oh, I don't want to talk about my, my right. yeast, my yeast <laughs> strain or, or this certain process that is proprietary to my distillery. Right. I'm like, God bless you. Don't yeah. want to go down that cool. road. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll figure some, I'll figure something else out. Mm-hmm. So I, I eventually I'm piecing it all together and, and here I am, uh, I bought a still. That's awesome. I don't need an, I don't need a permit to buy a still, but it's sitting in the back of our shed right now. Yeah. And, uh, I've got with a lawyer We're we're getting our corporation formed oh, up, our so bank accounts cool. and, and we're working on permits. And so you got to get a federal and then a state and then not so much a County, but just like kind of let you know, let your County know what you're doing right. sort of thing. Right. Right. Um, and, uh, wow. So yeah, we're working on that. We're gonna start our own distillery out here at the farm, oh, and it's gonna piggyback okay. off the weddings, and the weddings are gonna piggyback oh. off the distillery, and it's gonna be a cool part of the story. That, I love that. Yeah. God's just opening up more doors. Yeah. That's just so and cool. It, and he like that passion that he gave you to even like pursue the mm-hmm. knowledge of this. Yeah. Very I'm fired cool. up, and it's funny. Uh, somebody might, might be listening to this, and how is God using a distillery? Well, well he, he yeah. can use He's the funny things of the world things. to reach people, and yes, and he um, uh, and here, let me put a disclaimer out there. I do drink now. I, I started drinking, and I don't drink to drunkenness. I probably, right. if I do have a drink, most days it's a drink right. at dinner right. with my wife. Right. Um, I think the the worst it got was my was my sister's wedding. I got pretty drunk, <laughs> but my wife was there, so we're good. My wife's pretty much always with me when I drink now, so that's a good thing. But yeah, we uh, I, we do drink. She'll have a glass of wine. I do drink uh, a glass right. of whiskey or uh, or some sort of cocktail. But honestly, whenever I drink now. It's a learning experience. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to pick out those flavors. I'm I'm not a sommelier, but I'm trying to learn that yeah. palate. So yeah. I'm always yeah. trying to do that. Um, so anyway, that's, that's so cool because that is just another thing that God is using to open more doors. And ultimately your goal in all of this is to share about him. Mm-hmm. And so I, I fully agree that he uses all things. Absolutely. So awesome. Absolutely. I, uh, who I am now. So I know I will use this this distillery as part of the kingdom. Mm. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out all the wheels on yeah. how I'm going to do that, but I yeah. know it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. When you, when, uh, I'm not trying to be braggadocious, but I know who my God is. Oh, yeah. And I know. And he's big. He's huge. Yeah. I know who my God is, and I know that he made me. Yeah. And I'm one of the best creations he's ever made. <laughs> I am, I am. D- don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about no, Dan Hudson. No, no I, you, yeah, me, no, I us, get it. We, yeah, absolutely. We are, the, we are his prize yep. possession. Yep. 
he's going to use me to do this. He's going to use me in this way. I've got, I've, I've got a passion for this somehow. Yeah. It's, it's feeding into our history uh, yeah. of my history here at the farm. Yeah. Um, there's so many things yeah. that are kind of bringing it together that it, it, it can't not be a God thing. Yeah. That's so cool. Uh, my God is amazing. And I know that he made me, and that's the, that's the one thing I do get ego about is my God is awesome. And yep. he made me, yep. I am his number one creation. Yep. And we should all think that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I hope I, absolutely. that's the one thing I, I do want to, I mean, me in this world, I'm humble. I'm, it's not all about me, but me and my God, yeah. My God's the best yeah. and I'm his number one creation. Yeah. So, yeah. so cool. Well, I cannot even express how much I appreciate you taking the time and just sharing your story with me. And mm-hmm. I always like to just wrap things up with this final question. Mm. And that is, what do you know about God now that you didn't know about him mm. as you were walking down that aisle and you were about ready to surrender your life to him. What do you know about him now that you didn't know about him then? I know it's, it's a big question. I, I don't want to, sound cliche and that's again back to the personalities I hate I hate cliche um, I like I like stories and I like uh, mm. when things can impact me so I try to make it a way so it'll impact yeah. if I do tell my story I hope it impacts certain yeah. you know somebody yeah that I'm gonna say this okay God loves us Absolutely. Okay, that's one thing I figured out. He loves us so much that he's willing to go to the cross. Yeah. But what I what I found out that it it, uh, God is fighting for you. Mm. He is fighting for me. He is fighting a a a a war. Yeah. Right now, for you and I, he is a warrior for you and I. Yes, he loves us, and he's willing to go to war every day and fight that war for us every day. He went to the cross, and that was his biggest battle and the biggest victory. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Which laid the foundation for what we're able to be now. <clears throat> um, yeah. I hope, if, if anyone's listening, that they... They get that. I don't want it to be cliche. I don't want it to be just another Jesus loves us story. Right. Uh, right. He is very real. And he is actively working in your life right now. Whether, if you're listening to this now and and you're, you're not saved like me or quote unquote, or you, you're, maybe you're just on the verge. Um, I want you to know that my God is real. My God loves you. Mm. He is fighting for you. You are his greatest creation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, he created the world in seven days. Then he made you. You are his, you are his masterpiece. Absolutely. And uh, he wants to be with you and he wants you to be with him. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if ever you, f- you hear that small voice like I hear, Dan. Mm-hmm. Meredith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Into your name here. Listen, just yeah. just be quiet for a minute and listen. Yeah, he's answering you. 
Yeah. That's that's probably the biggest thing I've I've gotten away. Yeah, that's uh, beautiful. That I didn't know before is he is mm. a powerful, mighty warrior. Yeah. And he is fighting for me. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Well, Dan, I just so appreciate you taking the time and talking with us today. And I am certain that anyone that listens to this is going to be greatly inspired by your journey. So thank you for your transparency. Well, thank you so much. I, uh, there's a quote that I love to, to, that I, that I got a lot out of when I was in my Amway days reading books. And, um, uh, it's a book called how, I went, how I went from failure to success in selling. Mm. And there's many, there's many great points he, he said in that book, but one of the things that I still uh, think about is if he said in, if you can tell your story three to five times a day, mm. you can't help but make good. Yeah. Whether you're selling insurance or cars yeah. or expanding the kingdom or selling whiskey <laughs> or yeah. weddings, if yeah. you can tell your story three to five times a day, you can't help but be successful. Mm. It will just happen to you. Um, so that's, that's kind of what I just try to do is, is when I have the opportunity to tell my story, God, God willing, I can do the best I can. So thank you so much for what you're doing and giving people a voice and helping that kingdom that expand that way. I was so honored when you, when you emailed me, um, Hey, I didn't even know you did podcasts. We, we've (laughs) met at church and I, we met because uh, uh, at Halloween and, uh, you guys were parked right next to us with this cute little camper yeah. and I was yeah. next door to you and my tractor and we were giving kids candy at Halloween yeah. and yeah. stuff. And, uh, and then you emailed me and you're like, Hey, I do this cool pie or I do this podcast and yeah. would you like to be on yeah. it? I felt again, my ego was getting a hold of me. He's like, I'm going to be on a podcast. <laughs> I'm going to be so popular. And, and I listen to a lot of podcasts, some very, very well-known ones. And, uh, it was so cool. I'm going to be on my first podcast. Oh, it's so cool. so cool. I wish I, I wish you could have been there. My, my <laughs> wife was just like kind of pulling the reins back. Like, Whoa, settle down, boy, settle down. Uh, well, uh, but I, it was an honor to be yeah. here and I, I've had so much fun. And the fact that you do it out of this cute little camper, yeah. Our little, our little Jenny, our camper. This is so neat. Uh, Thank you. It's a beautiful little camper. You guys did great work on this thing. Thanks. I give my husband all the credit. I I just I decided on the finishes and the design, but he did all the blood, sweat, and Way tears. To go, Scott. And yeah, it's definitely it. Honestly, this podcast is a gift. It's an absolute gift that people are willing to share their journey with me mm-hmm. and that they find that I am a safe place and that my listeners are a safe place to share Absolutely. the goodness of God. So, Absolutely. Dan, I just pray blessings on you, Thank on you. your relationship with Christ. I pray blessings on your marriage, on your children, and all of the things that God has in store for this venue at Hudson Farm. Amen. I receive it. Thank you. And I pray blessing on this podcast Mm. and your voice Mm. and expanding the kingdom. And I pray a blessing on this little camper and that it will take you far beyond the miles it will drive, Mm. but into the lives it'll touch. God bless you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Oh, one more thing. We are turning our grain bins into Airbnb someday. No way! Yes! No way! <laughs> we're gonna. We're, we're basically. I'm building up this little. Uh, uh, this little destination in the Midwest. You are. Yeah. You are speaking my language. Okay. Amen. We will talk more. Okay. We will talk more. So, okay. To be continued. Yeah. To be continued. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Gosh, what a fun conversation! I could have just continued to talk to Dan for another hour. He is just so enthusiastic and his heart 
for the Lord and for others is just contagious. I can tell you one thing's for sure, and that is God is not finished with what he is doing at Hudson Farms. If you enjoyed this conversation, reach out to Dan. Let him know what his story, what his journey and transparency has meant to you. He really has a passion for sharing the Lord with anyone who comes in contact with him. And God has placed him in the perfect place with the events at Hudson Farm. If you enjoyed this conversation, feel free to share it. Also, if you want to subscribe to the podcast or even leave a review, rate the podcast, that really just helps other people as they're looking for Word Pictures with Meredith. It helps it just come up a little bit more uh, readily available. You can also reach out to Dan and thank him for being on the podcast and let him know what his story meant to you. I so appreciate you taking the time to spend with me. And I just look forward to the next time that we can talk again. Bye, friends.